Welcome, sports fans, to the latest SNF production of the Sunday Night Sports Nerd Show. It is the most absurd 90 minutes of anything goes smack talk and a whole lot more. Every Sunday night, the sports nerd joins forces with three charismatic co-hosts who are a select group of sports nerds with attitude, better known in nerd nation as the Rampant. We are far the most loudmouth smack talking nerds around, coming at you with some sick rips and rants, which may be just enough to be your pants. So listen up, nerd nation. Let's rise and welcome the legend himself. He is the founder, he is the host, and he is the star of the Sports Nerd Show. Coming to you live, straight out of Lakeland, Florida, Scott, the Sports Nerd. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another edition of the Sports Nerds. I am your host, Scott, the Sports Nerd, right, and along with my co-host, Mr. Elliot Biggie Lamba, Bills Mafia member, Mr. John G. Olson, and soon to join Ken. Go Cowboys. Coslo will be will be discussing the week uh, that was. I'm out of Cowboys. Right. We are live each and every Sunday night on Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, and on the blockchain, courtesy of Vim TV. <clears throat> if you miss the live broadcast, you can watch your replays on Spotify, Facebook, Apple Podcasts, and on the blockchain via Peak D. Gentlemen, two weeks off. I apologize for last week, but we are back. We are live and in charge and ready to rock and roll. Mr. Olsen, how are you doing? Good to see you, Elliot. Uh, Ken will be here shortly. What's going on, Liz? Live in the Vita Loco. (laughs) I wasn't ready for last week either. You guys both weren't around last week? Uh No. I told him first that I wasn't showing up. Oh, and then he said, can't do it. I was Mm -hmm. away from home. Yeah, Elliot Elliot messaged me first, yes. Yeah. Hello, Brett. Yeah, I guess I guess a better time than than never. Uh, yeah, so my life is uh, interesting now. I'm I'm a full time truck driver, long haul truck driver. Look at me. Uh, I'm home this weekend, which was great because it was my kid's birthday on Friday. Yep. But um, happy sixth birthday, Isaiah. Thank you. He says thank you, even though he's not here. Um, but yeah, so I'm kind of tentative every week from now on. Um, I'll be here, maybe maybe kind of sorta. Yeah, like if 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 I'm stopped at a truck stop and there's good Wi-Fi, I'll definitely jump on. If yeah. I'm home, obviously I'll jump on. But right. there's just no guarantee with me every week now, just because I I have no idea. Especially when I start going into the states, like when I start going into the states, which will be in the next two weeks probably. So in yeah. other words, John's a part timer on the Sports Nerd Show now. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm I'm, a, I'm I'm like Ron Gallo. I'm I'm You're a like special a guest now, right? <laughs> So, but well, you know, I know, I know, John, you can never quit us, so I know you'll be here when you can. Oh, yeah, listen, Brokeback Mountain. No, um, yeah. <laughs> why can't I quit you? You can't quit uh, it, John. I'm just saying, yeah, no, it's dude, I it, it's tentative, so it, it worked out like me and me and Taskmaster on, on Hive. We did we did two shows last week, Tuesday, I was still home, but Thursday, I was on the road. I just I got into a truck stop plenty of time, so I was able to, you know, I have my laptop with me and my mic and everything. So if it's if if I'm in a truck stop, it's no problem. But obviously, I can't do it while I'm driving. That would be unprofessional. Yes, very much so, and very dangerous, too. and dangerous yes. as well. Yes, yeah. get you in trouble too, John. With, with just with slightly, you're driving for just slightly, just slightly. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, you well, know. I, 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 question, question is, are you enjoying the work? Do you like the work? Oh, I love it, dude. I, I freaking love it. Like, it's funny. It, it, when I went to do this training back in January, February, March, 
I had this envision of what it would be to be a trucker. Like this was, you know, like the dream job and this and that. And I went through hell. That first job I got was just awful. Um, Yeah, it was the concrete thing. And it was just like, I was getting like just pooped on every day by the coworkers. And I've never worked for anyone before. So it was very hard for me to do days. Well, yeah, that was, you know, when was that? That was before my 25 years ago. Oh yeah, exactly. So I, I didn't do good with the talking down to, but I shut up for like three and a half weeks. I took it, you know, I was like, okay, listen, they're ex, they've been doing this for a lot more. Anthony, how you is, doing? I guess how they talk to people in this industry, yep. but I don't like it, but I'll shut up. And then finally I, we get, I get off um, the Tuesday cause it was Canada day long weekend. So we're just off a long weekend and dude, I swear to you, as soon as I step in, some of the senior guys now, not my boss. Hi, Ken. Not my boss. Just like coworkers start hey, ribbing on oh me God. about something that happened Friday, and I was just like, "All right, you guys have a good life. I'm out of here. Goodbye." Like, you ever see Half Baked, where the guy quits the the fast food? Hey, like, if you, if you, you're cool. That was basically me leaving. But I got a job within an hour of quitting. I how got did you a manage that, John? Tell us how you managed that. I, I literally just applied. I came home. I told my wife. I laid in the bed. I looked at her, and she said, ah, eh, and I'm like, yep, yeah, eh, I got to get to work. Okay. And I fired out applications, and bam, got a call the back. The Lord smiled upon him. The Lord provides, man. I'm telling <laughs> you. And I just I, I went to the interview the next day, and they hired me, and they said, we'll do training for a week and a half, and then we'll get you in a truck, and we'll get you going. Nice. So I did training and and they and they put me in the truck on Wednesday and Wednesday Thursday Friday I was out on the road learning and, it's, and uh, it's, were, you, were you with somebody or were you by yourself? Too long ago, by myself. When, when you were fretting about the possibility that you couldn't get a good job because you know you had to have experience and, and this yeah, and man. that. Yep. And I told you, man, what it'll happen, dude. Just give it a minute. Yeah, man. Yeah, it, 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 it happened. Blue, right? It just it just dropped in your lap, didn't yeah. it? Dude, you were Nostradamus with that, man. But yeah, yeah, no, it, like, it, it, dude, it, it, it's exactly what I thought when I said, okay, I want to be a truck driver. This is exactly yeah. the job I thought I was. I like envision. I, you know, it's like that self fulfilling prophecy stuff. Anyways, it's a lot of bro. me time, isn't it? It's a lot of me time, bro. If I didn't have podcasts, <laughs> I wouldn't know what to do. Like. I listen to all because the XM radio in the truck doesn't work. So oh, I'm no. stuck with my phone and whatever's oh, on my no. phone. Can you imagine what it was like for truckers back in the day? I couldn't imagine. And like, I got, the, I got the headset and everything to talk <laughs> on. Like, so I couldn't imagine without cell phones, you'd have to be on CBs all the time talking to like dudes. Well, like, do you have a CB in the truck? Oh, I got a CB in the truck, but I don't need really? like, you don't you got, use them. You don't use doesn't CBs. Doesn't the truck have like a sleeping area too? Oh yes, yeah. I got a fridge. I got. I brought my little truck, dude. Well, I got. I brought my little microwave with me. Yeah. I got. I got a kettle. I got a toaster Ooh. in there. I a got. My, I got a little desk that swings out, and I can put my computer on. And How comfy is the bed, John? How comfy is the bed? That's the the bed's awesome. Nice. Dude, you wouldn't. You wouldn't think. You think like a little like. Dude, my, hey, my friend was a trucker, wow. and he used to come visit me in Arizona in his truck. We used to hang out in that motherfucker right outside the apartments where I lived at. He parked it right there on the dirt road, and we were just sitting there partying and having a good old time. Yeah, man. Nice fucking the cab, the cabin in that truck. Oh my god. 
Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like a little studio apartment. Oh, it's great. I love it. It's the best, best two, two sleeps I had, three sleeps I had on, yeah. in that thing over last week. It was, it was amazing. I slept for like nine hours straight every night. Like, wow. you'd, be, you'd be amazed how much you can sleep when you have that much solitude. Yeah, solitude, and it's very quiet. The only yeah. thing you hear sometimes if trucks are beside you, they're got they got the APU, their power units going, so mm. there might be something going on beside you. But you get used to it, the hums. But, but then you're, you're kind of obligated to sleep too. They want well, you, to you have to legally yes. eight hours eight have hours. to be stopped. You can't drive; it has to be consecutive. Right. You can't rest Man. for four hours and drive for two. I, I just didn't make it out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's cool, man. It's cool. I can see how some people love it, and I can see how some people hate it, because you're definitely yeah, well, you're on the road, man. A lot of oh, no, I, just got, I got I got derailed. My my situation, I got derailed. So a lot of me time. Many 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 years ago, I knew a trucker because um, he used to come into the restaurant I worked at on a consistent basis, and that life is not easy. And I and I hand it no. to you, John, because that's a rough freaking life, being on the road. Most of the time during the year, being away from home, being away from the family, um, it is not an easy life. Now, the the benefits of that job, though, is the money. Truckers make serious fucking money. Okay, if you get into the right gig, if you get into the right gig, the money is is great. Okay, Mm -hmm. Um, granted, you've got a high cost as far as fuel is concerned. Um, because fuel is the most expensive expense you're going to have uh, with a truck. Because I mean, those those tanks Dude. carry what 120, 300 gallons, and like that, whatever it is. The yeah. goal is to get your own shit. Yes, the goal yes. is to get your own truck. Yes, you know what I'm saying. That's when you're going to bang. Owner operators make the best. Owner operators is the, is the way yeah. to go. It's the way. When you're an independent operator, you write Dude, your own, you write your own checks. The, the company I work for, that's how they set it up. They set up you to do good as the company driver, and then they try to get you in a lease to own one of their own trucks. Exactly. And then you, you got to work they, for. Massive discount on shop costs. Uh, massive discount on fuel costs. Look, like tr- That's mm. the goal. For truckers, for sure. it's almost more important to have their own truck than it is to have their own home. Right. A bunch you of guys know? I met last week, they don't they don't have a home because that the is truck. their home. That is their home. They live, they live yeah. in the truck, right? Yeah, yeah. I, if, I could see if you're single, even if you're a young guy, like a single young guy, like oh my gosh, and especially yeah, right. if you start when you're young, and then by yeah. the time you're thirty, you own your own truck and you got guys driving for you and stuff. You could talk, but what you said, Scott, what I've noticed, it's great because of the hours, like. The hours you put in are not cumulative. Like that doesn't represent how much money you make. Right. The only time no. I'm making money as a driver is when the wheels are turning. That's yeah. it. Load yeah. securement. I can be sitting there doing a load for four hours. I'm not getting paid for that. I don't get paid for that. I get paid for driving it. So yeah. it's good money if you're doing long haul because yeah. you're not spending so much time load securing. Like when I start driving to Texas, Ken, I'll link up with you when I get down there. Cool. Um, when I'm doing that, that's a like how many that's two thousand miles from here yeah so i'm on the road for four days yeah you can do about 500 600 miles a day so i'm on the road that's just eight hours a day driving 10 hours a day driving making the money 
then spending the time to get it off. So that's when you make your money. What I'm doing right now is kind of learning the ropes. It's not it's not big money by any stretch, but it's experience. No, no, no. You got to build to get it's there. Money, period. You got yep, to put in the work, man. The so. finish line Please. is where you get that truck, where you get your own rig. Yeah, man. You do that? What, are, what are you hauling now? Uh, just like I did rebar, um, drove it to Saskatoon. And then I did. Uh, I had to drive down to Weyburn, Saskatchewan, which is like 50 miles from the American border. Um, and I picked up some cable, re reels of cable, so big, huge, massive reels. It's all flatbed stuff, so I have to do load securement. Oh, you're so driving I, a flatbed. You're not, you're not, you're flat, not, not a box. No, not boxes. No, no, just flatbeds and step decks. So okay. it's all load securement, which is what you need to know in Alberta because right. the box trucks are usually on the coast, the, the you know Toronto, Montreal, or or Vancouver. Mm -hmm. But the flat decks is all of the industrial, the pipe stuff that's big here. So I'm learning all about that as I'm going too. So, cool. which is cool. It's it's great. They got guys that are experienced that are meeting me at the spot mm -hmm. and helping me, you know, tie Good. everything down and, and nice. learn the right way. So you're, you're having fun doing it, John. Dude, I love it. I was telling, Dude. I was driving back the other day. I was telling my dad, I said, this is, this is like, I can't believe people get paid for this. Like driving. Dude, I see the country. You're part, you're part of a fraternity now. Sorry? Basically. You're part yeah. of a fraternity. Oh, I love it. I, I totally see how it's a lifestyle man. for people, man. Truck I totally drivers, see that's how. That's a brotherhood, yeah. man. Yeah, man. You're going to meet it's a cool, lot man. of people. You're going to gain a lot of fucking contacts. Yeah. That's going to help you, might help you with your business, too. Yeah, mm -hmm. man. Yeah. 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 I, I need to get into a truck with XM so I can listen to NFL radio all the time. There you go. <laughs> well, right now, I got my podcast, so it's okay. But, you know. I, hey, I just make sure when you get your own truck, you have satellites. So you yeah, can, oh, can, yeah. Can you link your phone into, into the truck to the, uh, the radio in the truck? I tried to pair my phone all yeah. week. I couldn't figure it out, but it's a USB. It's got a USB plug. So yeah. I can plug my phone into it and play all my music that's on my phone, right. my podcast. Right. So I can do it that way. That's nice. But yeah, it's cool, man. Nice. It's slick. Um, well, John, I'm glad you're enjoying yourself. And I mean, I know you're going to be on the road sometimes, most of the time, so you won't be on the show. But if you get to a truck to a get to a rest stop where you can park it and do what you got to do, or or, or say or, what's up, yeah, man, just to join the show, that's great. We appreciate you, um, guys. Training camp opens this week. Yay! Yes, sir. Training mm. camps are about to open. Can you believe it? It's almost time. I love it. Football season is is, a, is upon us. Um, and yeah. I'm excited. I'm tempering uh, my I'm tempering my excitement. Why are you tempering your excitement? Because it's gonna it's gonna be over before you know it, and we'll be sulking for another six. I months. know. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. yeah right. <laughs> Dude, isn't that, isn't that funny when this new season starts? It's like he's like seven months already. ahead of us, John. What's going on with that? Do it. Tell you. Stop. <laughs> Dude, it's it's funny though. It's like I remember like every year you get so excited, you lead up, and then before you know it, it's like week six. It's yeah. like yeah. what the hell? A quarter all of the season. Of a sudden, go. All of a sudden, it's Thanksgiving, and you're talking trade deadlines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's it's weird, bro. Like. Hall, Hall of Fame games in two weeks or three weeks? And three now weeks, it's kind of like three, the three, NFL, three, NFL is like the Grinch. Yeah, Browns and the Jets, I think, is what it is. Once, it? once they play Christmas, then we're, we're done. Yeah, that's it. Christmas and then it's Fantasy like playoffs. Anyway. Well, <laughs> oh, don't forget Black Friday. We got Black Friday game this week, this year, too. Oh, oh yeah. Thank you, oh, Amazon.com. Um, Thanks, Amazon. Hey, I got a quick question because I'm doing a thread cast. Okay. We, we, we have a question. 
and I thought this would be a fun one to start the show with. Okay. Yeah. This is Forex Broker, straight from Australia, has a question. Okay. As adult Australia. men. Nice. Yeah. He's actually a big hockey fan, which is really cool. Okay. Um, he says, as adult men, <laughs> what is your take on wearing jerseys with players' names on the back? In your opinion, is it lame, weird, or cool? And the caveat is, as a fan, I love seeing jerseys on the street with real niche players on the back. There would be niche. some really cool stories about that. Niche so what, what, players on the back. I'm not sure. Yeah, like you if mean. you have like some – like you – okay, you got Miles Garrett. Victor Garrett Hedman. and Kane, and I got, mm-hmm. I got yeah. Jim Brown basically here. Right, Jim Brown. That, so those are like big names. But imagine if I had a Micah yeah, Hyde jersey. Basically players yeah. that have created Everyone their knows. own niche in the sport. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Well, I mean, that'd be, that'd be like me with a Brady Quinn jersey. I mean, right. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. Like I would, Ooh. I would out of all the the jerseys, I got my Josh Allen jersey, but I, I, I would want a Micah Hyde jersey. That's not yeah. a jersey you would see all the time. Only a mm-hmm. diehard Bills fan would have a Mike right. Hyde. Right. I mean, NFL NFL uh, Network does does this every once in a while, where they focus on people showing up to games or people on the streets with niche jerseys on for big okay. or or right. out of out, out of the ordinary players on on the name as far as the jerseys are concerned. I yeah, I've, been, I've been looking for a Tony Pollard jersey for the longest time. I cannot find one anywhere. Wow. wow. I'm going to be Talanoa Hufunga, yo. There you go, man. <laughs> Hell yeah. Hell yeah. 29, 29 for the 49. As, so, for, uh, as for the gentleman's question, I have reached the age where I don't give a shit what anyone thinks I should be wearing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to wear whatever the hell I want to wear. Yeah, I'm on board with you there, Kenny. I've always thought that it's cool to wear it, okay, as long uh-huh. as you're comfortable doing it. Some people, they want to make, take it to the place where it says, Oh, you were in somebody's name on your back. That, that, you know, dude, I, I, I'm, not a, I'm, not a fan, I'm not a fan of buying a jersey and putting my name on the back of the jersey. No, that's why? Ridiculous. I didn't do nothing. That's ridiculous. I've never thought of this. Like, if, if I had a, if, like, I got my Josh Allen's jersey, I got my, my, my Thurman Thomas jersey, I got my Andre right. Reed jersey, I got right. my, my London Fletcher jersey. Like I got all these bills stuff, and I never once said I'm a grown man wearing another grown man's name on my back. I never thought. I just thought I'm a fan of the team, and this is a player I really enjoyed watching play the game. Yeah. So, but it's interesting. I would, I, I, would, I would be proud to wear this and that yeah. out in the public as well, well as when, either the ones behind me. I'd, I'd be thrilled. Yeah. When somebody takes it to no, the Brad, point just where you're saying. You're wearing some another man's name on your back, dude. Seriously, no. you'll bring that. No, up? the reason why we wear jerseys with other with with the players' names on our back is to honor that player. Yes, we respect right. that player. Memorialize. We, we we love that player. To thank them. Uh, rest in peace, Jim Brown. I will wear this, and, and I, will, I will never wash this jersey. Well, the other for thing for me is I, Sunday's better days to live. You know what I'm right. saying? Right. Dude, I can't. I can't find jerseys in other sports that fit me. So football is the only. I can't. I can't like. Yeah. So all I got is Oilers hats. You can find can't. a sweater that'll fit you, John, for NHL. You can find no it. hockey jerseys. You're don't kidding me. me? No. No bullshit. You no know it, why? Ho- day, hockey sweaters will swallow you whole. I, 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 found, I found a six X jersey the other day. <laughs> oh me, yeah. I mean, you go to the big and tall. But John, dude, I'm in Canada, I, man. You can't get am, that special. I am six two, three hundred pounds. That Hedman that Hedman sweater. 
is big on me. The, 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 the sleeves go over over my wrist. All right, well, I'm shopping. I, in I would I would highly Walmart and I would, something. I would very much. No, I got that off NHL.com or Fanatics. I got that's where I got it from. Fanatics is the one that do all, does all the sports selling. Yeah, I, I would encourage you. To if you want a Connor McDavid jersey, no, I would get a dry saddle. I wouldn't get a McDavid. Dry saddle. We're getting get a dry saddle. Minor. They call them sweaters in the NHL, not not jerseys. But anyway, right. Um, Who told you that? Hockey jerseys, hockey sweaters. I've never heard hockey sweaters. Hockey jerseys. That's a Canadian term. (laughs) Dude, hockey sweater. Yeah, absolutely. I have never heard that in my life. Wow. Really. Yeah, no, hockey it's jersey. A, it's a hockey sweater. It's not a jersey. It's a hockey sweater. Okay, 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 okay. Sorry, <laughs> Mr. American, telling the Canadian Man, what it's educating a Canadian in hockey stuff about hockey. I looked at where's Ron. Where's Ron? I you Ron some backup, <laughs> dude. Ron's driving around Alberta by with the with all the on his dinosaurs on his bike. Yeah. yeah, I have a question for you though. Right. You have a you have a Thurman Thomas jersey. Yes. What do you have a Thurman Thomas helmet? No. You know no, he lost his helmet. Oh yeah, yeah, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Even John <laughs> can't find Thurman's helmet. It, you know, it's, no, it's no one knows where it's it's the mystery. Yeah, okay, that's a yeah. Yeah. It took me a second for you to uh, the reference, and now I okay. Yeah. <laughs> Leave it to Ken to, to do a Cowboy Smackdown on the Buffalo. I know, game. I know. It's okay. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. I wasn't against the Cowboys though. I was against the Redskins. I was listening to all those podcasts, Bill's podcast last week, driving around, and the, the reoccurring theme was, who would you like the Bills to play in the Super Bowl? And like 99% of the podcasters, like, we want to play the Cowboys, and we want to uh, get the crap out of them. Yes. I got like, to you know, go 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 hatred, man. Like, they hate us. If the Sabres were to make the Stanley Cup Finals, who would they want to play? The Dallas Stars. Yeah, see, there you go, John. They hate Dallas with a passion. Brett Marvey bringing the education in high school. Brett, listen, Google, okay? AI, AI, Brett, okay? Just take it easy. (laughs) Yeah, I've never, sure. I've never worn a freaking hockey sweater, okay? Thank you. What do you call it? Me? Yeah. It's a freaking jersey, man. Come Thank on. you. You want to know why? Because you are from New York, and you know hockey. Thank you. Right. <laughs> Sorry, Texas. Sorry, Florida. Are you kidding I love me? You guys. I used to have the fattest freaking Islanders jersey, man, back in the day. Right, jersey. Like, that's what it's called. Yeah. It's these Thank original you, six cities, we know. Anyways. What are you, college and shit? That's, co- that's college shit, yo. <laughs> Letterman sweaters and shit. <laughs> uh, I tell you what, though, I'll, I will draw the line on that. I will not wear a college jersey. I'm not going to contribute to the NIL. No, and I won't. I don't. I don't. I don't buy any college. I don't mind. Jersey. I don't mind wearing the, the college jersey if it has a number on it only. But uh, as far as putting somebody's name on it just to keep him up, no, thank you. I don't. I don't buy. I don't. I don't. I don't buy college. Uh, What's the word I'm looking for? Um, sports stuff. I don't. I don't buy merchandise. Merch. Merchandise. I don't buy college merchandise because I'm not. I'm not supporting. I'm not going to financially support college. I will. In, I will enjoy the games, but I will not financially support them. That's I used, irrational. Buy, I used to buy Arizona stuff. I used to buy Arizona <laughs> stuff when I lived in Arizona. I supported the Wildcats back when I was supporting college football oh. at that time. As much as I love the Buckeyes, I, I will not wear. I will not purchase a hat or a jersey 
or a wristband for that matter of of Ohio State. I won't. I won't make those. I won't make that purchase. Nope. Well, you know, it all comes back to another argument. Like, for instance, uh, you know, you guys know I'm a wrestling fan. Yes. Wrestling. And how many wrestlers go around? How many fans go around wearing wrestlers T-shirts and yeah, you know, mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. You know what I'm saying? It's got nothing to do with uh, anything but your admiration for somebody. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because there's a lot of wrestlers, but there's only one or two I might spend my money on to, to, to buy. A, you know, Stone Cold Steve Austin was one of the biggest sellers yep. ever yep. of merchandise. The Rock, you know. Yep. I didn't have a problem wearing their shit. You know what I'm saying? Because it's not, it, it's nothing but just respect. You know? How about, how about The Undertaker? Undertaker, oh my god, dude! Did you, speaking of the Undertaker, did you see him on vacation? His wife taking that video. Oh, McCool. No, sure, McCool. Yeah, no, I didn't see it. What's up, mm-hmm. dude? So they're somewhere like I don't even know, but it was really shallow water, and she's like laughing her head off, and he's sitting there staring down a shark. The shark is swimming around his feet, uh-huh. and he's sitting there staring it down like talking to it to get away <laughs> and it was the fu- i'm like dude the guy's a legend like John, the, guy's are, the, the guy is the same age as i am that's how old he is uh, yeah but he's just a legend you're the sports nerd correct i love you though yes i don't love him yeah, i'm I nobody but that's okay after, <laughs> oh, dude, after, hey. after i left college i was a statistician for uh my alma mater uta and uh we played Texas Wesleyan, his his alma mater. He was playing for Texas Wesleyan, and we saw him play when he was in college basketball. He was he filled oh, he was up a great basketball player in college. Yeah. yeah, yep, that's crazy. The dude is like seven foot tall. For God's sake, come on! Oh, he's a big dude, man. But yeah. you gotta go- Google that video, man. It's hilarious. Hey, you know like, what? So I, I just want to go. I, re- I want to rewind to something Brett said earlier about it. Christmas came early for Tennessee or something. Oh yes, like yes, yes. Mm. Uh, <laughs> I think DeAndre Hopkins might have just put himself on ice, dude. Like, how fun! I never fault a player for getting his paycheck, and he's getting his paycheck. He's getting right? ten years, twenty-six million. That's not a lot of money. It really is. No, it's still some money and the incentives kicking in it can be up to like something like but i i again he signed with a mediocre team that has no quarterback ryan Tannehill, malik whatever his last name is and the new guy is still the best team in that in that division despite the fact that the jags the jags the jags are the best team in that division yeah they got the best quarterback even with d hop in tennessee people are are shouting trevor lawrence might win mvp this year the way at the second half of that season he started looking better if he plays this season the way he played last season he, will, he might be in the running for that MVP. He can only get better from what last year was. And he's I mean, got a good core around him. And he's got like, Doug Peterson yeah. as the head coach. So exactly. he's that's the point. That's what I'm going to bring up when Elliot wants to talk about the Josh Allen overrated stuff. Remind me of that. All right. Remind me about the Doug Peterson stuff. division that Trevor Lawrence plays in. That's what's yeah. going to help him a lot. He yeah. just played yeah. six games against that bum-ass division. Yeah, I know, I know. Yeah, yeah. Houston. Um, the thing about Trevor Lawrence is he's gaining confidence all the time. Yeah, and smaller yeah, and, and, and that and has to, that, has, that has everything to do with Peterson. Yeah, yeah. I totally agree. Speaking of the Jags, 
Evan Ingram Evan just Ingram. got a three-year deal with the Jets. How did he get all that money? Someone explain it to me, please. Forty-one point two five million dollars. Evan for, for Ingram. A year deal. He balled last year, man. You got to give it to him. He balled last year. He was part of the reason that helped um, Christian Kirk. Because I tell you what, he's the one that goes over the middle. Kirk tends to, you know, take the post. And when you got guard Ingram and Ingram. He played really well. Look, no, he, he did. Played, but like he played to the ability that the Giants didn't let him play to. No, yeah. right? that's fair. That's fair. Okay, but he, he, he was on, highly on drafted and he was highly touted coming out of college, and the Giants wasted him. You know what I'm saying? And he went to Jacksonville and he showed. You know, just like everybody criticized the Christian Kirk deal. Why did they give him so much money? Christian Kirk went right the hell off all year. You know what I'm saying? So I can see where they would give it to him, especially if, you know, okay, so he takes the franchise tag. But then next year they wind up losing him. You know what I'm saying? Because that's usually what happens. You want to slap well, a franchise tag on me? Not to next year I'm going to be it comes back after off suspension. Yeah. Things are going to be deadly. Oh, yeah, Calvin Ridley. Calvin Ridley's oh, coming back. I know. That's what I mean. He's got a great core. That's why I think the Jags are positioning themselves to basically be the team to beat in that division. For yes, and, oh, I don't know. think there's anything, and, and I don't think there's any other team in that division that's going to give them any fucking competition. Indianapolis, well, Indy. Houston, yeah, well, Houston, Houston's Houston's on a rebuild, and I think that they got a good young coach in there, and they got they got the the stud they quarterback. Got the over team, under, right? over under is five wins. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. No, no, not this year. <laughs> not this year. But they're setting up. So he, but I'm I just think, saying, in the meantime, Jags are gonna feast dude, in that yeah. division. And and Tennessee ain't it, man. Tennessee's on the decline. You like Derrick well, Henry is not gonna be around forever. You might as well look at Jags taking five out of six of those games against the division rivals. Yeah, I can see it. Okay. Yeah, okay. Jags Jags for the next half decade. Yeah, I don't know just what another, you have, hey, just you have, another just another great quarterback in the AFC. I don't know if Hop went for the money or, or what it was. It was the money. Because but, let me take me ask you guys. Who we would just, I mean, he, he visited two teams, the Tennessee and the and the Patriots. Right. Which is the better team? I think Tennessee's better than New England. I'm sorry. I think they are. Yeah, but I don't think I think that he got offers from I think he was poking around with the Chiefs, the Bills, the Patriots, the Browns, and the Titans, and the, and Browns. the Browns. And all of those teams said, this is what we're going to do. And he said, I want more. And the only team that did the more was Tennessee. So he went for the money. not, not necessarily He went for the money because he's obviously there. <clears throat> How the hell are you going to win a ring? You're not going to get a ring in Tennessee. Ryan not with not with Ryan Tannehill as your quarterback. No, nope. Will Levis. No, nope. Will Levis. And, and Malik, even, no, like like the guy that they basically right now. Malik is out playing Will Levis in in, in preseason. Malik, game. what's his last name? Malik, what? Oh, hang on. See, uh, bad when you nobody can remember your last name. I know, right? <laughs> Malik Willis. <laughs> oh, that's that's in basketball. I can't remember. Anyways, the, the the kid that they they were hanging out to dry last year. Yeah. They they drafted him from like Liberty Willis. University. It is Malik Willis. Right, Malik Willis. I was right. Give me Malik Willis. Yeah, Malik Willis. Yeah, that's right. 
So, so yeah, I mean, we were supposed to be the hashtag kid out of out of coming out of the draft last year, but he wasn't that great. We were just having this discussion at the barbershop about which conference is better. You know what I'm saying? And I kept let I kept telling you, look, if you look up and down the NFC and you look up and down the AFC, run me off a list of the top quarterbacks in each conference. Who you Jalen Hurts. Let's start with the NFC because that's the easier one. Uh, Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts. Brock Purdy. No, I wouldn't even put him in there at this point. Dak Prescott is borderline. Dak Prescott can be there. You know, um, we can't say what's his name from Minnesota. Fucking Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins. Only because statistically he's always there. And you and his own wide receiver didn't put him in the top five of his own top five right. right. Yeah. But look at look at the rest of the look at the, the rest AFC of it. You, you got, Matthew you got Stafford. Sam Powell with the Washington Stafford, Commanders. Yeah. You got I'm still not convinced with Danny Dimes in in, in, in New York well, Jersey or whatever. You got okay. Matt Stafford and in, in, in there with the Rams. Matt Stafford, yeah, but Matt Stafford coming off injury and older. Okay. Derek Carr, New England. Also, Jared Goff in Detroit. Jared Goff is a sleeper. Jared Goff, I feel, is a sleeper because I what in Detroit? Yeah, he had a great season last year. I understand, and he's he's not good. He's got a good team. They're building something nice there. Okay, so you're saying Jared Goff is. Basically, no. Three, First of all, I think it's Jalen Hurts and everyone else, personally. Yeah, I, I think yeah. I agree, John. Yeah, I do. Too. Right, right. So, <laughs> think about now. You go over to the other side. Yeah, the other side of the force. Josh <laughs> Allen, Aaron Rodgers, two Patrick Mahomes, <laughs> Lamar Jackson, Joe Burrow, even Deshaun, Deshaun Watson. Watson, Deshaun Watson. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Trevor Lawrence. We were just Brett, get the fuck out of here with Bray Baker Mayfield. Patrick Mahomes. Jordan okay. I expect a rejuvenated Russell Wilson under Sean Payton. Yep, I think I think Russell has a big bounce back year. Yep. Justin okay. Herbert. You so. take that list and you put it again, and there's no competition. No, AFC is just because gonna be I believe that the AFC is the better offensively, where the yes. NFC is the better defensively. Yes, I'll go That's on. Fair. That's fair. The thing about Jared Goff is the fact that Dan Campbell is actually excited about him, and he's he's really playing him up right now. So, who knows? We shall Daniel see. Daniel Jones probably wouldn't make the top ten in the AFC list. No, he wouldn't. No, he no. Wouldn't. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> Despite what, the contract he signed, no, he wouldn't. I'd, I'd say, like, like, let's. This is fun. This is fun. Let's let's. No, he said Aaron Rodgers second. He said Aaron he said Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. Oh, look, yeah. Tier one. Look, I, I, I look at it this way. Tier one to me is Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Joe, Joe Burrow. Burrow. Yeah, Joe Burrow. that's what I would say. Yeah. Okay. And I I think it's Patrick Mahomes up top, and then you can make the argument for Josh and Joe, second or third. They can move I'm second fine. or third. They, they can move second or third. They could be two A or two B. Correct. Fine. You know, but Patrick Mahomes definitely top of the food chain. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Then you go to the next tier. <laughs> then you go to the next tier. You got Jackson. Aaron Rodgers. Like, I mean, come Lamar on. Lamar Jackson. And Lamar Jackson, you know, two MVPs. Are Aaron Rodgers. Deshaun Watson's in second tier as well. Deshaun Watson. Trevor Lawrence, who will Trevor be a Lawrence. star as of last year, what he showed last year, that's what he's going to be this coming year. 
Yeah. Especially yeah. now with more weapons. Didn't even mention Kyler Murray. Isn't that funny? Yeah. Okay. Herbert. Herbert's Kyler up there. Herbert, Herbert for sure. Justin Herbert. Yeah, he, he could. He's be. tier two. He could be. Um. Lamar Jackson, Deshaun Watson. Got to expect him to come back. And so you know he, what? That receiving room is really stacked in Cleveland too. So I really believe that Deshaun Watson, his game, if it's right, Daniel Jones can't touch Deshaun Watson. Right. Look who's here, guys. Ron Ron Gallo is Ron here. Ron back from Ron the Ron, what's up? Hey, in your John, honor, we didn't have uh, in your, in you're your, here. Ron, in your, yeah, in I know. In your honor, we didn't have a choice. Okay, uh, okay, yeah. we got, we got, we got, I got, I got, got to set this straight. <laughs> okay, Ron, you guys a big question. John is, John is not happy. I want, I, dude, you are Canadian, so please don't let me down. Okay. When you okay. hear the term hockey, what is that that he's pointing at? Okay, okay, hang on. My computer's just firing up. You're asking me what he's pointing at. Yeah. What is that garment well, that you're hanging on the wall? Jersey, 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 jersey or a because sweater, he knows. He knows. It's a hockey jersey. Thank is you, Ron. A jersey or a sweater? Yeah, it's a hockey jersey. Thank you, Ron. And that is Ron, our Ron, somebody, was hey, somebody, was to, somebody was trying to drop a poison pill and saying that they're actually called hockey sweaters. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. That might be an American thing. Okay, there's there's a show on that's called Tough as Nails. There's a show on that's called Tough as Nails, and it's being shot in Halifax. Yeah. So it's on Canadian soil, and the American host keeps calling it a wharf. And I'm like, you're in Canada. It's a dock. A wharf. A wharf. I've never heard that in my life. <laughs> yeah, fisherman's wharf. I, th- yeah. well, I think Wharf. I think it's Star Trek, man. I don't know. Yeah. No, no, it's, it's W H A R F. That's Wharf, John. Wharf, Wharf. Fisherman's Wharf. Wharf or Wharf. So, so, Ron, you consider it a jersey, not a sweater? Yes, he does. It is absolutely hundred percent a jersey. Thank you, thank you, thank you. That we even have a saying up here: when you're fighting someone, you're gonna jersey them. Because that's taking the hockey jersey over his head and right. jerseying him. Okay. Yeah. So, please. Yeah, this guy trying to tell me. Canadians live in a different world than we are, guys. That's yes, a we do. You know? <laughs> and it's filled with smoke right now. So, leave us alone. Oh, man. Yeah. The smoke is so bad. They're just more polite. That's all it is. They're just more polite than we are. But that's I get my grandma to make me a hockey sweater. <laughs> Look at Bill. Bill, you want to know why Bill calls it a jersey, too? Because he's from the Boston area, right? Massachusetts, right? Or Rhode Island around there? New England? Mm-hmm. What's that? An original six city. No, because he's still a part of this, uh, this you know, group of people that knows they're fucking jerseys. Yeah, thank you. It's just, we're a secret society, guys. <laughs> like, you know, they're called. I mean, right. come on. This, right. this, is like right. starting, this is starting like starting the round flat argument. Okay. All right. All right. We're, we're okay. I'm going to call it Jersey from now on. Thank I'm, you. I'm, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Ron. From I'm going to the Canadians in the room and sweater. That's college yeah. shit. And no? from the from the from the Northeast guys. You can wear know. a college sweater. Yes. College um, sweater. I could hear. Yeah. 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 All right. Nobody wears. So, so we're all in agreement that D Hop signing with the Titans is a mistake because he's not going to get a ring. Is that right? It's hilarious. That's what it is. Yes. Dude, Andre um, Johnson. Good. 
Julio Jones. It's the graveyard of wide receivers. Yeah. What about Joe Mixon agreeing to restructure his contract? <laughs> That's called PR. That's what that is. <laughs> hey, yeah. guys, forget about all that stuff about me pulling a gun or, you know, shooting something. Don't, just right. don't even look at that. for Mixon because of all the stuff that's going on and whatnot, you know, trying to get all that swept under the rug or whatever. Um, plus, you know, he was in danger of losing his, his starting job. Yeah, he was. You know what I'm saying? They already got, what, P. Ryan, I think, lined up for that? Yep. So, you know, I think he's. I think that was just uh, self-salvation. Yeah, man, <laughs> I agree. Quentin Williams lands $96 million contract extension. With the Jets. He deserves every cent. Yes. That guy's a beast. Yes. I agree. I wholeheartedly agree. Good because a good guy is a beast. And now the, the elephant in the room. The Jets are gonna be on hard knocks. Good. I love it. <laughs> Let it be a distraction of that franchise and have fun. You know what though? I think Aaron Rodgers is gonna eat that shit up. You know it is. I think Aaron Rodgers is actually having fun being in with the Because, you know, Aaron Rodgers mm-hmm. can't turn down the chance to be on camera. He loves being That's on camera. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I think New York's a perfect fit for Aaron Rodgers yeah. because he likes to be in the middle of it all. Right. You know what I'm saying? And I really believe that that could be the launch pad for him to do well this season. If he's having fun and he's loving playing in New York, well, he was at the uh, the golf tournament in Lake Tahoe, which is what they play every year. The celebrities, sports guys, and he was talking. Oh, and he's looking at it. You know, he looks forward to being on Hard Knocks. He's not. He said it was the league forced it on them, but I'm sure he's going to take advantage of it as best he can. Of course, it's because again, he loves yeah. being in front of the camera. He loves the attention. He loves the, the the spotlight. So you know, that's why he hangs out on the Pat McAfee show. Right, exactly. <laughs> I love it. I um, love it. I'm all right. Here for it. Elliot has brought up the discussion that there are rumors and there are articles out there hold saying. On. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I gotta change my hat. All right, <laughs> saying that Josh Allen is. There over has been it. chatter. I'm not saying rumors. <laughs> and chatter. Chatter. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, I'm reloaded. Our, our beloved internet or World Wide Web, whichever we want to call it these days. There's been chatter, okay, um, that Josh Allen at this point has, if not reached, getting close to reaching the status of overrated mm. as a quarterback. Really, and, no. I, and I give the floor to Mr. John G. Olson on this on this subject. <clears throat> <laughs> As he so, up I will turn it over to John because I'm sure he has many responses. I'm going to say, do you think he has an opinion on this, this particular subject? Let me, um, let me dig a little bit deeper into this foxhole first. <laughs> I need, I need some mostly, time to get prepped for this. So. I, I think it's mostly because, you know, if you look at it, the success has come mostly from uh, Mahomes. Burrow has beaten Josh. Mahomes has beaten Josh. Josh hasn't won the big one. You know so what? They're three and three lifetime okay. against each other, but, but the, kicker is, the Chiefs are two and one against the Bills in the playoffs. I understand that. Or two and zero, oh, I should say. Two and zero. Oh. Two and zero. Oh. But the bottom line is, though, is that right now, if you look at it, 
the achievers have been Burrow and Mahomes. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Josh hasn't achieved what he could be or has the ability to be. Now, whether that's from a coaching perspective or just from a perspective that he thinks he has to do it all himself that hurts him, I don't know. All I'm saying is that there's chatter out there that I noticed that he's he's starting to be considered one that could very well be overrated at this point. I'm waiting for this. Okay, here we go. Okay, okay, okay. I feel like Joe Pesci in Lethal Weapon. Okay, okay. <laughs> yeah. uh, Scott, Scott in here. Okay, I, I want you guys just to, just to just okay, let's okay, go okay. back in time okay, okay. here. Okay, 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 okay. okay, okay. <laughs> the, the Patrick Mahomes. Let's see how he entered in. And I'm not taking anything away from Patrick Mahomes. Again, I put him on the top of the food chain in the AFC. Right. Best quarterback we've seen in since Brady. Or not. I'm not going to take anything away. But well, he's in that look, trajectory, so to speak. He's definitely, definitely Hall of Famer already. He's in the trajectories, you know. But let's let's see what he came into the league with. What was his? Someone tell me what his his offense was when he first came in. He had a uh, uh, basically a wideout named Tyreek Hill, mm-hmm. right? He had arguably the greatest tight end now in history with Travis Kelsey. Oh, and by the way, who was his head coach? Probably the single greatest offensive mind in the history of the NFL. Fair? Would you, Andy Reid? Would you say is up there? I'll put Bill Walsh in that category. Okay, but I'll, like <laughs> right now, let's say right. Okay, Andy Reid. At this point in time, I think right. he's actually even better than Bill Belichick. So, that's going in. Now let's look at Josh Allen. What he had his first couple of years. Kelvin Benjamin, <laughs> Robert Foster, like I can name you the, the the wide receivers he had and the offense. The only thing he had was Shady. That's it. So he had a good running back, but nothing to throw to. Nothing. All of those guys, actually, everybody in his first couple of years, I don't even think are in the NFL anymore. Now tell me. Who his head coach was. His head coach is the current head coach of the Bills, Sean McDermott. Right? Who's not an offensive guy, he's a defensive guy. Now, we also saw, you mentioned Doug Peterson. Look at the trajectory Trevor Lawrence is on now because he's got an offensive mind. Kyle Shanahan, look what he's done with the offense in San Fran without a quarterback. Imagine if you had a quarterback. Well, he had, a, he had a revolving door quarterbacks, but yeah, you're right. Right, but you know what I mean. Like, so <laughs> the point is, is you're judging Josh on situations that are completely different. Patrick Mahomes, as talented as he is, basically got served a, 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 on a silver platter. Here's your offense. Here's your head coach. Go win. But Buffalo hasn't had a good offensive coordinator until Dable, and then he's gone, and now we have a rookie last year with Ken Dorsey who's getting his second year behind the helm, so we'll see. But now go and look at the first 70 games of Peyton Manning's career and the first 70 games of Josh Allen's career, and you're going to notice something very, very strange. Patrick, uh, uh, Peyton Manning's... Where, where Josh's numbers are better than better than uh, Light Peyton? years. Light years ahead of Manning's. Light years ahead of his first 70 games in a league. Light years. Every well, you know, there's some, it, it, I think that 
I think that that's kind of skewed a bit because a lot of his, a lot of his big numbers come in an area that Peyton Manning. There's no way in hell he can. That's only do. one rushing. That's, that's running. only one. That's only you know one out of all of the stats. Go running to, touchdowns, the, the yards, the attempts, all that. Kind Run, of stuff. like we're talking. I'm talking passing yards. I'm talking passing touchdowns. You know, I'm talking I saw the I saw the side by side comparison. It's it's night and day, and people say Peyton's first ballot Hall of Famer and this. But just that remember and also that Peyton Manning started out with Indianapolis, okay, who was terrible for exactly how long? Exactly my point. You know what I'm saying? That's what Josh inherited: seventeen year drought. Okay. But he climbed out of that though. Yes, exactly. And and and, and, and now, but wait a second. Here's the problem. Okay. Right. Is that media and whoever has put him on a pedestal as of as of the moment he started to show that he had the ability to be the one that they're projecting but no one him was to saying be. that about Josh for three years, even to this day. Right. They were he, right. He's inaccurate. Right. He's right. this. He's waiting until Stefan Diggs you know gets what? I think, I by think Josh. a lot of it too. I think a lot of that chatter about the the overrated thing and and, and whatnot. That might be a spillover from the whole Stefan Diggs thing as well. Okay. Mm. Because they see that as well. Why is it that these two guys are not on the same page? What is the friction there? And why is Josh being so, you know, blase about it? I, I, I think we talked about this a couple weeks ago. I think it's it's Steph was pissed, and Steph wants the ball. Steph's an alpha dog, and he puts in work. And he feels like if other guys aren't putting in work, he gets pissed. So he was like, we're losing. But you see, Steph is passionate. Steph is passionate when they're winning, and he's passionate when they're losing. And I want that in my number one wife. Yeah, and, and going back to Peyton Manning in his first couple of years in the league, you got to remember also that Tom Moore was the offensive coordinator in Indianapolis. He's considered one of the best offensive coordinators in NFL history. Oh, okay. Another point and, for Josh. And again, Peyton still had a bad rookie. I mean, his rookie season was horrible. Peyton's rookie and, season was abysmal. Yeah, um, and, and Clarkie makes up the point that Josh's first two years were good. Yeah, they were horrible. Yeah, but there was you saw the potential. You saw the intangibles <clears throat> that you couldn't teach. So. I still, I still think Josh is on a trajectory. Well, the issue I have, John, is it doesn't matter how Mac has done the first two years and how Josh has done. The Let me put it Josh, this way: Josh has been able to change in his approach towards the position, as far yes. as his work ethic, his, yes. his his film study, his mechanics, yes. the fact that he is trying to and he has learned every single season that he's been in that position with Buffalo. He's yes. getting better. Mac Jones has actually hit his ceiling. I'm sorry. He's hit his ceiling. Mac Jones is not a, is not be, a great NFL quarterback. Well, let's see what Bill, Bill O'Brien's the OC there now. So let, yeah. let's give him another year, right? Yeah. Like with, with with Bill O'Brien, let's see what he can do. Yeah. So, you know, O'Brien's pretty um, good OC. With Ron being let here, me be I'm quite gonna... candid. Let me be quite candid. Okay. If Josh Allen does not soon deliver what the hype that his best that was put on him okay then that chatter is only gonna get louder but i don't, louder, I don't but were they saying that about peyton because peyton yeah, when were. he gets calm all saying, the time you're looking at it between the three quarterbacks that came out basically together 
You know what I'm saying? Mahomes, Burrow. Those are the three guys that are in the main. Right, but they, they weren't the same draft class. They were all a year apart that, each, these right? These are the three guys that everybody talks about at the top of the list. The only one that seems to not have succeeded the way the other two have. How did Joe great. succeed? He got the Super Bowl, but he didn't win it. Well, like but, but he so- got there. Okay, Josh was 13 seconds away from it. I mean, and the defense let him down. It wasn't him. It wasn't and him. Overtime, and the overtime rule let him down too. So <laughs> I, I get that. Let me and, let me ask you something. You know, in the yeah, end, that that doesn't change what's in the books, right? Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? What's in the books is what's in the books, and people start to the chatter starts to come in. If if mm. you put him on a pedestal, this is what happens with anybody. I don't care if it's Josh Allen, whoever. If you put somebody on a pedestal, at some point, if they don't deliver, then that's when the chatter begins. Dude, the guy—he's winning. He—he's got—he's—he's he's dating an Avenger, man. Leave him alone. Anyway, <laughs> Ken, what's up? Um, <laughs> this has to do with Bills Nation. Bills Mafia. Bills it, Mafia. I'm sorry, Bills Mafia. I'm sorry. Mm. Apologize, Bills Mafia. It's okay, it's okay. Um. They put Jim Kelly on a pretty high pedestal, and he took him to four straight Super Bowls. Yeah. Okay. Is it fair to Josh Allen to hold him to the same high standards that they had for Jim Kelly at one time? Yeah, I I think so. But then again, you had basically Hall of Famers around Jim Kelly. You had three. Right. Like on the offense. I'm not even talking on the defensive side with Bruce Smith and stuff. I'm talking – Andre Reed, Thurman Thomas, you know, right. with Bim. Like you you had you had a three-headed monster there. So Josh has got Steph. I, I personally think the Damian Harris sorry, Bill. Sorry, Clarky. I think the Damian Harris signing is the sneakiest best signing the Bills have done in a long time. Mm-hmm. I, I'm a massive fan of Damian Harris because I saw how he torched us over the past couple of years. But I think that once they get that running back room settled and the James Cook, I like it. I I, I like that. We need wide receiver too, man. This is why I thought D Hop would have been absolutely perfect for Buffalo, yeah. because then then there's no excuse. Then you put all the pieces around him. Then yes, Elliot, I totally agree. You you look at the you look at the pedestal that he's been putting on. Now you have all these right things. There's only so many excuses. If you have all the pieces around. But I think personally, Josh is the best thing to happen. I'm gonna Josh and Steph are the best things to happen to Buffalo for I 20 plus thing, years. I think the one thing that actually has helped to put Burrow a little bit higher than Allen at this point. He's got an offensive. Nobody gave nobody Zach gave Burrow any chances the last two seasons with a crappy offensive line, and he still managed. Right, and he was I, one bad call, non-call away from going back to the Super Bowl. Right. Yep. Okay. And he's, but he's got our after Miami. I'd say it's the best one-two punch at wideout. I'd yeah. say they're even. I'd say they're the best one-two. Yeah. And you know what? And that's because the organization listened to him and they said, "Go get me Jamar Chase." Right. Yeah. That was all Joe Burrow. I have yeah. no idea. Let me let me let me let me change gears real quick. Ron, what I am <laughs> here since you're here, um, why don't you give us an update on the Tudor France? What's going on with Tudor France? I know you're following it because you're a biker yourself. 
It doesn't mean that I'm following it as closely as I should be. But um, yeah, there's there's been some controversy with the Tour de France this year. There's uh, there's a couple of riders that uh, cannot go on and have had to withdraw. There's 20 so far, and uh, there's been another fan altercation. Uh, there's been a couple actually. Somebody threw tacks on the road, and uh, a, a big uh, group. This was early on in the stages, but uh, a big group of uh, cyclists had to uh, change bikes, uh, change flats. Um, essentially, um, when we look at it, though, uh, some of the some of the riders that we expect to be there are there. Jumbo Visma's team is uh, leading most of uh, the other teams. Uh, Vingard is number one with the yellow jersey. Uh, Podgecar is still number one with the uh, uh, youth riders. He's number two in the GC as well. In the sprints, uh, Philipson is uh, leading that division. Uh, but uh, certainly, uh, yeah, the Tour de France is, has had a little bit of everything. And there was a large accident too, wasn't there, Ron? There's been a couple, yeah. There's been a couple, and, and that's what resulted in like six six riders um, pulling out uh, two days ago because of because uh, of the accident. Because was it one this morning, Ken? Did you say it was yes? There's yeah. still there's still people making signs and holding them out in the traffic, one yeah. one to be on TV, and the riders are running into them. Yeah. So. One of the comments that I had about that, Ken, and I mean, you guys can talk about it if you want a little bit, but um, when you look at the playing area, there's not very many sports that allow fans to be that close. But one exactly. sport that does is NBA. Yeah, mm -hmm. you, can, you can see some high-level uh, fans that are allowed to sit courtside, and they are basically on the floor inches. Jack in LA much. for number one. Yeah, inches, if not feet away from, you know, the foul line, uh, the out-of-bounds line. And uh, they do sometimes get involved when the play goes out-of-bounds, but they don't get involved when the play is on the court, in the bounds. So one of the things that I was saying is, is that somehow, some way, cycling has to do the same thing. Because when you look at the mountain stages especially, you've mm -hmm. got two-lane road, Sometimes it's only a single lane, but you have tarmac. But the cyclists are going up that hill, and the fans converge, and they make that space for them even that much smaller. So even if a cyclist could attack, what ends up happening is if they've got no room to go around another cyclist that's in front of them yeah. because they've been squished into a small area. And then you're right. We've seen it year in and year out. You've got the person who's got the sign and they're looking at the cameras. They're not looking at the cyclists and they're holding it right out. And the cyclists run into that sign. And the next thing you know, they're bumping wheels. You got to understand when you're in that Peloton, it's called the washing machine effect. But when you're mm -hmm. in that Peloton, you are inches away from the shoulder, the elbow, the tire in front of you. Right. Uh, you, you one little touch and everybody's going down and that's what's happening. Yeah. I mean, isn't there a way for the, for the, the league to, I mean, I guess, I guess the people running, running the, 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 the tour to provide a buffer zone where the fans can't get on this, on the road to, to, to create that distraction or create that, the obstacle. So the problem is, is that you're dealing with 160, 170, 180 kilometer course. Yeah. Okay, it's pretty hard to like 
partition off that entire course. Mm -hmm. What it is, is that you got to find those pinch points because you're not going to get the fans that are going to be on the flats or the descents because the cyclists are going by just too fast. I think you need to start at the mountain stages and you do, you need to put up a barricade, you need to put down a line or you need to put down designated fan zones and, and, and have the ability to be able to keep and corral the fans. But yeah, like I said, year in and year out, it takes one fan to ruin it. And the tour de France draws a huge number of fans. And so you could have a thousand fans in a, in a small little confined area. And it just takes one idiot to ruin yeah. it for everybody. And that's Great. kind of what we're seeing is yeah. every day. There's one idiot that's out there on the course. Yeah. Imagine, imagine this happening at the Boston marathon, because they think they have, they have barricades that keep the fans from doing that. But if you, if this were to happen, like at the Boston marathon, I mean, fans would go crazy. So. Well, I mean, I guess one of the things that we have to ask ourselves, what have they changed with the Boston Marathon since, um, you know, a few years ago when we had that very unfortunate incident? Um, yes, it beefed up security, you know, but France doesn't have that option. I mean, they're no, using every security person they can get. But Well, maybe so. But again, like I said, like, the, the difference between maybe the difference between the Boston Marathon and, and a Tour de France is the Boston Marathon is one day, mm -hmm. 40 some odd miles. So 20, the, the 26 course, miles, 40 kilometers. Yeah, yeah, 26 miles. So the course is substantially smaller than the Tour de France. Right. The bigger right. problem with the Tour de France is you're talking like 28 days on different courses that mm -hmm. are all well over 100 kilometers in in length right. some of them reaching 100 miles in length yeah some of them going through three different villages too so yeah and that's just it but like i said like obviously the fans can't police themselves there right. there needs to be something so do you put up a rope? Do you put up stands? Do you tell fans that this is the only area where you can watch the cyclists go by? I'm not sure what the answer is, but certainly there has to be a level of respect. And it's it's not just Vingard that has been saying this. There's a few riders that have said it, uh, but uh, certainly you know there there's a lack of respect there from some fans for the racers and and that makes it tough um yesterday there was a report of uh, the one american cyclist that is actually gets extremely uh paranoid he's got he's got a mental hurdle that he has a hard time getting over mm -hmm. with on descents and he gets passed by because he's on his brakes and he's he's got a concern with the disc brakes but you add in fans and you add in the extra cyclists that are all going by you fractions of an inch apart and you can understand why some riders are a little anxious absolutely one of, one of the stages i saw the other day the the downhill speeds were absolutely insane i mean it was they're going 35 40 miles an hour 45 miles an hour and you got curves in and out and on a bicycle on a bicycle yeah, yeah. it was crazy a flat uh, one, one, sprint to the finish line a flat sprint to the finish line some of those riders are reaching 60 kilometers an mm -hmm. hour on a exactly. descent 
on a descent, you're hitting 100 kilometers an hour. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Ron, for that. I appreciate it. Um, one, one quick question. Go ahead, Ken. Um, got a, uh, Vingegaard has uh, taken over the lead, the old jersey. He's got a 10-second lead over uh, Pogasar. Is this going to – we're going to the mountain stages, I believe, this week, right up until uh, the run into Paris next weekend for the final. Is this uh, shaping up to be a classic finish? It could very much be because uh, when you look at the climbers, uh, Vinegard is third right now and Pogachar is fourth. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like you're, fir- you're one, two in the GC uh, yellow jersey and you're three, four when it comes to climbing. So right. the, the difference, you know, 10 seconds is not much, but 10 seconds is huge when it comes mm-hmm. to cycling sometimes. But uh, it's going to be tough for Pogacar to uh, close that gap and uh, see what he can do. And and the gap is, yeah, the, the, the gap is not that much. It's like you said, it's 10 seconds. And then to the third place person, it's five minutes and 21 seconds. Mm-hmm. So these, yeah. these two, as long as they can stay up at the front and challenge each other, it is going to be extremely fun to watch as the final few days uh, ticks down. And and thank you very much there, Brett. It is 21 stages with a few rest days over a 23, 24-day period. Right. Thanks, Ron, for that. I'm, I'm going to switch gears again. Hey. And there's a couple of things I want to I want to just make it make a quick shout out before we close up shot for the night. The first is Carlos Alcarez went to Wimbledon today against Novak Djokovic in five sets. I watched the entire match live from 9 a.m. until like one o'clock this afternoon, whatever time it was. Wow. We finished. Yes, I um, did too. It was a five set classic. Um, I don't recall any match being as exciting and as intense outside of the Nadal Federer matches or the Djokovic Federer matches. Um, but shout out to Carlos Alcarez at 20 years old. He's only 20. Beating Djokovic in five sets, his second grand slam win because he won U.S. Open last year. In the third set, in the third set. There was one game in that 27 minutes. Lasted 27 minutes. One game. The first first set only lasted 34. Right. They went one game in the third set that lasted 27 minutes. Correct. And it was it was it was a match that will be historically looked at for years to come because it was epic. That's why I need mean, football back because I spent my day watching. Tennis. Yeah, it was back and forth. There was no <laughs> no real clear dominant player on. I mean, neither. I mean, it was pretty much back and forth. And it went to a fifth set. Alcarez was just phenomenal in that last game. He had six straight first serve in, um, and mm-hmm. it was just it was phenomenal. Congratulations oh, yeah. to Carlos Alcaraz for doing that. that last serve. And I tell you what, it was one of the greatest tennis matches I've ever seen in my life, and I've seen a lot of them, guys, yep. in my lifetime. We dating back to Connors and Lendl and all those guys back Connor in the day. Connors McEnroe, you know, I mean Lendl, I mean Con- I mean even if you go with McEnroe and Borg, they back in yeah. the day. No, there was Ottawa. Yes, it was four hours and forty-two minutes. Four hours forty-two minutes. Yes, and it was just phenomenal. Was um, Alcaraz ready to? Um, Take over as the number one. Uh, it's, it's a, he was number one. I tell you what, 
I don't think Djokovic is done. U.S. Opens next well, month. He's not, no, no, he's not done. U.S. Opens coming up soon, so we'll see how that how that but, but Alcaraz retained his number one ranking. Yes, he did. Yes, yes, correct. The other thing is, uh, Roy McIlroy wins the Scottish Open uh, today, leading oh, into the Open Championship, which starts on Thursday. And um, so. Uh, Rory's on a, on a Rory's got some momentum going on, so we'll see what happens there. He hasn't won a major in so long. It's no, Rory, that's yeah. a that's a jinx, boy. My lad, winning the Scottish, winning Open, the Scottish Open is usually a jinx going into the British Open, yeah, correct. Open championships. <laughs> I hope he wins, but uh, well, I'm you know what, I, I've, I've, I've been I've been enthralled with the resurgence of Ricky Fowler. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, the kid was down and out in the last couple of years. Ricky has played some really good golf the last few months. Uh, he won two weeks ago um, on the PGA Tour. Um, so we'll see. I like I like Ricky's chances. I love to see Ricky win. He's he's the one American that I'm really loving to watch play golf. Um, with that being said, unless anybody's got anything else, we're going to call it a night. John, you got anything else? I'm good. Go Bills. Go Bills. Ken, anything? Anything you want to mention? Nope. Go Cowboys. Go Cowboys. Elliot, you're good, I'm assuming? Uh, yeah, except I'm burying a friend, like I said, next Saturday. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah. All right. Ron, right. anything you want to right. add or we're going to get out of here? Eight of 61 goes, goes under next, next Saturday. Just real quickly, Patrick Kane had uh, hip surgery. He's not going to sign with any team until uh, the season starts, if he does at all. Patrice Bergeron from the Boston Bruins still hasn't signed with anybody. Um, so there's still a few free agents out there that are looking to uh, find a new home. Everywhere. Did Killorn go to San, San Jose? Is that what I heard? Yes. I want to say that's exactly what you heard. Yeah. Killorn oh, go, going to San Jose as a free agent. Um Huge, huge lightning guy. We love him here in Tampa Bay. Wish him all the best. But it's sad to see Corin go. And a um, shout out to the Bears today for not for going an entire show without talking about Damian Lillard. Correction <laughs> on Corin. <laughs> he did go to California, but he went to Anaheim, not San Anaheim. Anaheim Ducks. Okay. Disneyland. It was Anaheim Ducks. Okay. Disneyland. Hey, Brett. Just for the record. Live golf is an abomination and it should never have come to fruition. I'm just saying. So I'm just done. Anyway, we're going to call it a night. Guys, it was a great show. I appreciate you, Ron, coming in, Ron. Uh, on behalf of my co host, Mr. Elliot Biggie Lama, John G. Olson, and Ken Coslo, everybody have a great week. We'll be back again next Sunday at 7 30 p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, John, be safe on the road. Drive careful. All right. And good luck with that, with the, with the new job. Thanks, man. And on that note, we're out. Elliot, play the ad, ad, outro, please. Well, there you have it, Nerd Nation. Another Sunday episode of the Sports Nerd Show in the books. And we are still alive to televise. Now, on behalf of our host, Scott, the Sports Nerd right? and his co-host, John Olson, Ken Costco, lovable members of the Ramp Pack, and yes, me, Big E, the entire package, once again, I'd like to thank you all for participating with us in the past 90 minutes of Sports Mac Talk on the web today. So until next Sunday night, dear nation, we would like to leave you with a quick PSA. 
please stay safe. Please practice social distancing, and for heaven's sake, please wear a damn mask. You all just got hit with a pack rant from the Rat Pack, and with that, fellas, we are out.